Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to kick off the show is Danny Antman. She's an internationally known energy healer and interfaith minister in Santa Barbara. Good morning, Danny. Good morning. Thank you for calling into the show. You're welcome. Be here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I said I'm delighted to be here. Oh, thank you. So tell me about your background, how you landed where you are now. Sure. I began my professional training as an energy healer almost 30 years ago at the Barbara Brennan School of Healing. And I had some really great teachers there who taught me to see, I would say, beneath the surface of exterior things into the energy template that really is um, part of everybody, you know, the energy that surrounds and penetrates every living thing, and I learned how to transmit that energy for the purpose of healing. And it's been my life's work, actually, at this point, to help other people inquire into their own energy, their own truth, and um, help people heal from physical, mental, and emotional um, disturbances, I would say. That's (laughs) fantastic. I read that on your uh, website, actually, and... You know, the theme of my show is Get the Funk Out. So I, uh-huh. I was intrigued by, okay, maybe she was going through her own personal funk at the time and found her own Oh, yeah. Aha. <laughs> you know, I didn't know it then, though. I think, like a lot of people, everything in my life was supposedly fine, but I was kind of locked down and tight and not very open, but I was functioning just fine. Right. And the energy healing school blew that all open, and I had to go into therapy and investigate my relationships, my projections, and um, eventually that led to a spiritual path because we're like a la- we're like layers of an onion, and that it, the deeper we go, the closer we get to source. And as you clear away the funk, as you described it, right. you get to something that I call source energy or God energy or higher consciousness. So that happens rather quickly. And I became intrigued about finding a spiritual path. I find it interesting. I think we run on autopilot and we just kind of ignore and we push aside all that stuff that makes us who we are. Right. And, you know, most people, it's not until they have a health crisis that they start to examine what's really important to them in life and what is beneath the surface and how to make their relationships better. Sometimes we're dragged, you know, kicking and screaming to that. Right, right. So what advice would you give to people who have set off on their own spiritual journey? You know, the people I talk to very often um, find something through a book or a yoga class um, that they like, and then they stick to it. And um, as, as you explore any spiritual path, I would just encourage you to to watch what you're actually receiving and be curious about it. And um, if you reach a plateau, don't be afraid to change things up because my own spiritual path has changed directions numerous times. As, as I kind of tapped the uh, benefits of a path, I would outgrow it. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to move on to the next thing which usually involves tolerating an empty space for a little bit, you know, before the next thing comes in. Um, Tell me more about that. 
Well, um, a lot of people get attached to the community associated with a spiritual path, and I can understand that. I think we're all hungry for community. So sometimes leaving a spiritual path can be kind of threatening because all your friends are tied up in it, and you're leaving friends, which has happened to me. And yet every time I've had the courage to um, look for the next teacher, the next teacher has appeared rather quickly, but you have to kind of jump into the unknown and not know for a little bit, tolerate uncertainty or not knowing. Now, tell me, let's talk about your new book, Wired for God. How did that all come about? Well, I feel my journey has been kind of miraculous in the, the sense that I have been passed from teacher to teacher. And I've wrapped up a rather difficult period in my own life where there's been a lot of loss and that has only deepened my spiritual path, actually. And I felt like I've learned so many lessons that I wanted to share them. And some of the lessons have been really difficult. So I thought that in sharing them, I might be able to help other people um, either avoid those same obstacles or mainly people have been writing me that they resonate with the same obstacles that I have faced. Sure. Yeah. What are some things that have resonated with your readers? Um, the amount of death and loss that I have faced, um, being seduced by a teacher, unfortunately. Wow. Uh, yeah, that wasn't pleasant. And (laughs) also, actually, the dedication that is necessary on the spiritual path. I think people have res... res um, What's the word I just said? Uh, it's, it's resonated with them. You know, they re- yeah, it resonated them. with um, the dedication of my spiritual pa- practice because right. I've been really on it. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes sense. I lost my dad to cancer a year and a half ago, and I all I did was walk constantly. That's what I did. Yeah, That's while what he was I sick. Did. And I, it, doesn't, it was amazing. It was just like you get inside yourself and you process things and... Plus, you're moving. You, you need to keep right. moving, I feel. And I don't know about you, but I would have grief come up as I was walking because the energy moves through your system. Yes. And then, then it would clear, and I would be joyful, actually. Grief and joy were opposites that I was able to hold while walking, my walking meditation. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. I actually yeah. um, feel so fortunate because I was telling my daughters this weekend, I have... Um, all the voicemail messages from my dad, like the past year. Aww. I know, and I thought, oh, these are just such gifts. And I wasn't sad listening. I was just um, so fascinated on, you know, where he was at the moment. He was leaving me the voicemail as things progressed. You know, obviously cancer is unbelievable, yeah. you know, tough for everybody. But it was such a gift that we have this technology between the videos I have and the audio that I'll have this. Yeah, and the voice carries the soul, so you right. just tap right into your dad's heart yes. through his voice. Exactly. exactly. You know, the other thing people have resonated with is that I had a near-death car accident, and I have since wow. joined a near-death experiences group here in Santa Barbara, and I have found a lot of people don't talk about that. They have that experience, really? and then 10 years later, they find the courage to tell somebody about that. So that's why. been very interesting. I wonder why they don't want to talk about that. Because people think you're crazy, basically, because they, oh. they'll have a spiritual experience like talking to Jesus or seeing God or going mm-hmm. through a tunnel of light. 
But now there's some pretty prominent people talking about it, like the surgeon, Eben Alexander, MD, mm-hmm. um, wrote a book about that, and he was a neuroscientist that um, had that experience. So it's getting legitimized. But one thing that experience did for me was the veil between life and death got very thin. And I know with absolute certainty that we are not our body and that consciousness continues after death because I was way outside of my body looking at my body, very conscious. Um, And when I came back in, it was very hard to associate with Danny, the personality. It, It took me a long time to come into this body again and feel like it was, quote, mine, which it's not. We're borrowing our bodies. Yes, (laughs) yes, I believe that. Now, I do yoga, not as often as I'd like, but um, tell me about your relationship with yoga and spirituality. Yeah, I had been training as a yoga teacher. I came across yoga way back before it was popular at Kripalu Yoga Center, Mm -hmm. and... um, when I met my teacher, who is a Swami from Rishikesh, who was a lineage holder in Kundalini science, and Kundalini is the divine feminine force within us, and he used very simple yoga practices that were given on an individual basis, not a group practice, to allow the safe progress of this divine force within us that works through our subtle body and our chakra system And it's really the inner um, teaching of yoga that yoga postures are meant to lead us towards spiritual awakening. And Swamiji was like the Maserati um, engine repairman for the subtle body. So he had a lot of very, very deep esoteric knowledge about yoga and healing and enlightenment. And I feel feel very fortunate to have worked with him one-on-one for over... 14 years. That is incredible. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now, um, you also talk about Kabbalah. For people that don't know, Kabbalah and Jewish mysticism. Right. There's a kind of Jewish theme throughout the book in that I grew up somewhat ashamed or confused about my relationship to Judaism. I wasn't religious. I didn't want to be religious. Mm -hmm. I'm still not religious. But somehow through my practices, my yoga practices, I really found that my soul was drawn back to the Jewish religion. And I came back through the back door, very untraditionally, through Kabbalistic teachings, which are the Jewish mystical path towards oneness. And they're kind of, they're related to the religion, but many many Jewish people don't know anything about Kabbalah. It's kind of been kept secret for many years, um, although that's changing right now. And I became a Kabbalistic healer, one who works with the Tree of Life, a map of consciousness. And I do laying on of hands using the qualities of the Tree of Life in my healing practice. That's beautiful. I didn't grow up very religious either. My parents were divorced, and I I grew up a Reformed Jew, and I never read the Bible. And and so I just... You know, my my knowledge is kind of limited, but I am a very spiritual person, I would say, and I do love yoga. Right. And, you know, the two practices, even though they're two different traditions and I respect them as separate traditions, Mm -hmm. they seem to combine well in my body and soul. (laughs) So That's great. My my Indian teacher gave me Hebrew names of God to focus on in meditation. 
because he was very knowledgeable about other traditions. And um, I feel very blessed to have had that. And I'm very interested in continuing my own studies in Kabbalah. I, I, I think that's where all the juice is in spirituality and Judaism. That's it's wonderful. in the Kabbalistic text. I'm going to have to read up on that now. I, I know I have a book at home on it. I haven't read it. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, do you, are you part of any kind of spiritual retreats, or how can people get in touch with you? Well, the easiest way is with my website, com or wiredforgod.com for the book. Okay. I do do some personal one-on-one retreats, but mainly I have a private healing practice both on Skype, phone, and in person in Santa Barbara. Fantastic. And any advice for people that are going through a funk, spiritual funk or otherwise? I think reaching out for help is really important because there's times when we just need the relationship of another neutral person, maybe not even a friend, although friends are really useful, but somebody trained, you know, in either psychotherapy or healing. I'm also trained in trauma work. I'm I'm a somatic experiencing practitioner practitioner for the healing of trauma because there's stuff that we just sometimes need, you know, another person to help us. Yes. Walk the path. Right, right. And know that it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think our crises are actually the doors that open up our healing and our spirituality. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I want to add is that I feel like in order to get through a funk, whatever thing you're going through, you have to go right through it and not avoid it, obviously. And feel the feelings, like not, not judge your feelings. Right. Um, like anger or pain or grief. Not shut them down, but allow them to come up and honor them. Fantastic. Danny, I want to thank you so much for calling into the show. This has been wonderful. Well, thank you so much for having me. I hope we can meet one day. I would love that. I would love that. Okay. All right. Have a great day. (laughs) You too. Bye-bye. That was Danny Antman. If you missed any part of this segment, it will be up on my show blog, org, and there's a complete description of her book, up there as well. We'll take a quick, quick break and we'll be back with my next guest. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. <laughs> 